0: All right, so in our journey to understand the uh, beginning of the sixth Torah portion, being Moshe Rabbeinu is close to the heaven, and he says, listen, up close, heaven, and he's far from the earth, Therefore, he tells earth to listen to, but from a distance, versus Isaiah, Yeshaya, who said the opposite. He said, listen, up close, earth, and we're supposed to learn from both Moshe and be close to heaven and, and from Yishai and be close to the earth, in our journey to understand what that means, how we're supposed to be close to heaven and to earth, and first to heaven an well, well, and earth. That, and that, that whole discussion, we, we went off to discuss something with the 10 days of Shuva. We tested that Rizal, Rizal says that during these 10 days, anyone who doesn't cry, their soul's not complete. We're trying to understand what the meaning of these tears are. For a regular person, the tears are because he feels close to Hashem. He's bothered by the uh, separation that he has because of his sins. But why does a tzaddik cry? The reason says, anyone who doesn't cry in this time, his soul is not complete. Why does he say everyone? Why is he included tzaddik? And we learned that even a tzaddik, his soul has left heaven. It's in a physical body. The body can't possibly endure the kind of love and and reverence the soul had while it was in heaven. So the tzaddik is also bothered by his separation and being, and being in a physical body and not being in the same way that he was in heaven. That's why the tzaddik cries as well. But we asked, why should the tzaddik cry about that? Seemingly, it's not the tzaddik's fault. Isn't the tzaddik meant to be in this world? Isn't he supposed to be a separate entity? And we learned that by the tzaddik, um being upset at his separation, that causes him to be uh, totally absorbed in Hashem's oneness. His being upset at the separation actually catapults him to become one with Hashem. So the soul's journey to this world is meant for the purpose of an elevation, meant to reach a higher place. How does Isaac reach a higher place? It's Part of it is by being upset that he separated. And so this is what we have in common with at Tzadik. Tzadik doesn't have these mistakes to worry about, true. But Tzadik is upset by him being in in this state of separation, in the physical body, encumbered by these limitations. And because this is a time of closeness with Hashem, it doesn't only engender a um, generative feeling of being upset about our sins, it also makes us feel in general about um, being upset with being encumbered with and obsessed with all kinds of physical things, so that's and this and this um, the antidote for this itself is our tears, as it pasuk says. And this pasuk is what we're going to focus on right now. Out of constraint, I called out to you, Hashem, and with abounding relief, you answered me. So, the constraint that tzaddik feels by being in the physical world, that constraint itself causes the abounding relief, and his. Union with Hashem. So, when the neshama of the tzaddik, or everyone, um, is reunited with Hashem through this cry, that reveals a deeper bond that the neshama has with Hashem than it had when it was in heaven. Because when it had, when 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 the neshama was in heaven, its bond with Hashem wasn't challenged. Its bond was because of where it was. When the neshama comes to this world and the neshama is upset about its severance from Hashem externally, that it highlights how the neshama's bond with Hashem is unshakable, how it has no limitations, how even this physical world it still something in the neshama that can't bear to be at least even, even externally separated from Hashem. So the neshama's uh, yearning to be close to Hashem that it experiences in this physical world highlights something deeper about, about Hashem's bond with Hashem. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. It highlights that nothing can take away from its bond with Hashem. So that's why the Pesach says, out of constraints I called out to you Hashem and with abounding relief you answered me. The, the word abounding relief is the way it's translated in the Siddur but literally, merachab means a broad space. There is constraint, and there is mercha. Mercha means broad space. Broad space here is a reference for the essence of Hashem, the one who, is, who is, has no limitations. So what, um, through the neshama's cry, I feel constrained, I feel separated, the neshama leaves the realm of being a, merely a creature, and the neshama becomes one with the essence of Hashem. Hashem has no limitations. Hashem is a true broad space. The neshama, by the being upset that it's separate from Hashem, that itself caused the neshama to become absorbed and one with the broad space, meaning with the essence of Hashem. And so, you so understand why this is higher. The neshama, before coming to this world, it wasn't challenged. You didn't know that its bond with Hashem was something that's in its essence, or something, or, or its bond was merely because of where it was. You don't know. When the neshama comes to the world. And despite all of its challenges, it still has this yearning to be cleaved to Hashem, and it's bothered by this separation. That sh- highlights the yichud atzmi, the, the essential bond that Hashem has with Hashem. And when it and therefore this this um, is not just a reunion with Hashem's oneness; it's something deeper. It shows that the um, it, it shows that the union it has with Hashem is something of, of its very core. So this will help us understand something about something about the mitzvah of Shofar. The Shofar also has a similarity to this verse. One side of the Shofar is narrow, the other side of the Shofar is wide, and it represents this, this verse out of constraint, that call out to you Hashem, and with the bound relief, you answered me. So what does the Shofar, along the Shofar achieve? It achieves... That Hashem should accept our request and, and be our king. As the Gemara says, Hashem says to us, please uh, ask me to reign over you, and how will I reign over you? How will I become your king through the shofar? Now, it doesn't make sense. A shofar is just a mitzvah. It's a commandment of Hashem. A commandment is only relevant once there's a king. You can't have a commandment without a commander. So if there is no commander there can't be a commandment. So here we're trying to cause Hashem to accept our coronation. So in order to achieve this kind of response, it, it has to go deeper than just a commandment. Commandment's only relevant once he's a king already. To coronate him, we have to reach the essence of Hashem who's beyond <coughs> being a com- a, beyond the commandment. So how can a mitzvah of shofar how can that cause Hashem to accept our carnation? How can a commandment which comes from a king cause the king to be a king? So the answer is this. This cry of the shofar, this cry out of constraint that he drew, calls out to Hashem, it's not because of the sins that we do. It's not because of some kind of, of subtle evil that we have. Rather, it's just because we exist. Just because the Gemara says if someone makes a movement in front of the king, they they deserve the death penalty. In front of the king, all there is is the king. So the the fact that we have this sense of self, that's a constraint. That's that's what bothers the neshama. Shama feels bothered. That's not it's not one with Hashem. So what causes the neshama to be bothered? By uh, there was one for bringing this guy made it say lachaim. I should become batl, bit, have bitl He wanted to stop feeling as a separate entity. He wanted to become absorbed in Hashem's light, as we're learning. Uh, I don't know what, what, what exactly wanted to happen to himself. I don't want to disintegrate or anything, but th- 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 this is what the Neshama wants. Why does the Neshama want this? Why does the Neshama feel comfortable? Wants yeah. The Neshama wants to become absorbed in Hashem's light. Neshama is like the fire, the says in chapter 19 in Tanya, just like the candle wants to go upward and become absorbed in its source, so too Neshama. Wants to come absorbed in Hashem and stop to be a separate entity. Stop having an identity, just like the the candle will stop having an identity once it leaves the 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 wick. The Shema wants to come one with Hashem, and the Shema that says over there in Tanya rejects all of its passions and lusts and desires when it comes to a challenge of its connection to Hashem. And the Shema is given a challenge to accept another religion or severed or or die. The Shema right away says to die, even though. It was used to all these different passions and, and petty things because Neshama's bond with Hashem is, is such that Hashem who wants to come one with Hashem doesn't care about his own existence. So when is this feeling highlighted? In Tanya it says it's highlighted when you're challenged, but it's also highlighted in this special time when we feel closer to Hashem. Because we feel close to Hashem, because Neshamas are close to Hashem, because Neshamas are rooted in God's essence, um, that's where the call the shofar is coming from and that's why the call the shofar triggers hashem's acceptance of our of our request to, to be our king it's not just a mitzvah it's not just a feeling of bitterness about our mistakes it's about us wanting to be one being one with him and therefore since it's it's about our our it's a request of him to be one with him so it reaches him reaches him himself it reaches him as he is above being a king it reaches Hashem's uh, very essence. It comes from our very essence and it reaches Hashem's very essence. We want to become one with you. Where does that come from? It comes because we are one with him in our source. That's why we, we want to become one with him again. And therefore the call of the chauffeur touches, so to speak, God's essence, and God accepts our request and, and, and he becomes our king. So, there's another, another caveat here, another, another um, point. It's not just that the source of our soul wants Hashem. It's we, souls and bodies, are making this request. It's not just that our souls in heaven had this request, it's we as alive as human beings, we're having this request, we're having this yearning. So because it's coming from the world, it has an impact on the world itself. In other words, we're not just reaching to God's essence, we're also drawing God's essence down to the physical world. As Hashem agrees to become the king, He builds, so to speak, His sovereignty. He builds the source of creation. There's a renewal in creation of Shoshon. It's not just that Hashem accepts our request and becomes our king. His essence tor- turns towards us. That's true too. Not just Hashem turns towards us in His very essence, but more, there's a renewal in creation. Since we physical people are the one who are causing this response, the response is to us as physical people in this physical world. So we're achieving God's intent in creation. God desires to have a home in the lowest realm. There's something He wants here. So this request of Hashem through the shofar that we want to cleave to Him, that we want to become one with Him, that, that causes Hashem's response to also reach this physical world. That Hashem rebuilds the godly energy in creation. His desire to be a king is 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 um, is apparent in the physical world. There's a there is something that's there's a revelation of godliness in the physical world as well. The world itself becomes fresh. In. So this is going to help us understand what we began, the Parsha Vazinu. What's the connection between the ten days of Truva with vazinu The whole year our main service of Hashem is with the earth. Learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, as they are in the physical world. And even the mitzvahs like loving Hashem, reverence for Hashem. The mitzvah is to have a physical, palpable feeling in your heart. It says, now, yom yom, you see a friend you haven't seen in a while, a good friend, and you haven't discovered the answer to all the things that are in your heart that are bothering you. Yet you see this good friend, all of a sudden you feel good. You don't, have, you don't know how it's going to solve anything. It doesn't, it's not going to solve anything necessarily. Nevertheless, you feel good seeing this friend. In a similar way, the mitzvah of loving Hashem is to have that same kind of uh, euphoric, physical, tangible feeling in your heart. To actually feel different in your heart. That's the mitzvah. It's a physical mitzvah. Even loving Hashem is a physical mitzvah. Even reverence for Hashem is is a fear. It's a feeling. So all the mitzvahs, even mitzvahs of the heart are physical. That's throughout throughout the year. Throughout the year, it's it's an earthy time. You have to Focus on the, what, the, what the mitzvah is at the hour. What's the mitzvah? What's, what, what's being asked of you? However, during the ten days of tshuva, which these days are about what? Tshuva. What's tshuva mean? That The spirit should return to the one who gave us the spirit, that the soul should return to Hashem. That the soul, every Jew is requested, that he should call out to Hashem, he should say, out of constraint, I call it out to Hashem. He's upset about the fact that he is, in, a, he is in, a, in this physical world, in the limitations of the world. And he he's yearning, he calls out to Hashem. He's, he's upset about this. He calls out to Hashem feeling, I'm far from you. That's what's required of us in this time. We, Hashem asks of us to feel the distance, to feel the separation to feel upset about it, to call, to have a yearning, to have a yearning, to, to, to have a thirst to be close to him. Danil, the whole year the Evesh is asking us, focus on the earth. During this time Hashem tells us, I want you to, to um, be upset about the fact that you're in this world. I want you to yearn to be close to me. The Baal Shem Tov says, you are where you want to be. Not just you are partially where you want to be, that's where your entire being is. You are completely where you want to be. So if we are calling out to Hashem, um, the very fact that we're calling out, we want to be close to Hashem, even before Hashem answers us, but even before there's a response as the verse ends, out of bounding relief, you answered me, the very fact we're calling Hashem, that itself makes us close to heaven and far from the earth. The very fact we yearn to be close to Hashem, that itself makes us close to Hashem. That itself makes us far from, far from the earth. The fact that we are upset that that we are in the constraint of, of the worlds that God created, that itself makes us far from the earth. Earth doesn't just mean this physical world. Earth means all the worlds above this world, including the world of Ghanedin, including the higher levels of Ghanedin. And because of this yearning, we are close to heaven, and heaven means here at Silas. We're close to godliness. We're one with godliness. We're close, not just to the physical. We're close to atzilus by being by just because we want to be. But then, what does the Torah say? Comes Isaiah, and Isaiah says, "Listen, heavens, and li- listen, earth. Who is he close to? He is closer to earth. Why is he closer to earth? What's the, what's 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 that about? What's the goal of creation?" The goal of creation is that God's essence should be revealed in the physical world. The goal of creation is in the physical world. Hashem's goal is that there should be a physical world, the the lowest realm, and in this lowest realm, we should make a home for Him. So, so after this experience of yearning for Hashem that we're supposed to learn from Moshe Rabbeinu, we then have the next lesson, Some Adavah, we have the response, Hashem answers me with abounding relief, we have the, we have the, we have the, um, the response of bringing down God's essence in our mitzvahs, in our Torah, in the physical world. So the lesson for all of us in simple language in regarding our Torah and mitzvahs is this. What does heaven mean? Heaven means in our service of Hashem, the study of Torah. What does earth mean in our service of Hashem? Service of Hashem, earth is mitzvahs. And there's an advantage in each. There's an advantage in Torah, there's an advantage in mitzvahs. The advantage in studying Torah is in the, in the bond, in the oneness with Hashem. The Hashem bonds with Hashem. The Hashem is one with Hashem through studying Torah. Um, but transforming the world, impacting the world, is mainly achieved through mitzvahs. So Jews have to have both Torah, heaven, and they also have to have earth, they have to have mitzvahs. So in the first step of serving Hashem, we have the first historically was Moses, Moshe Rabbein. Moshe was close to heaven and far from earth. In, this, in the beginning of serving Hashem, we can't a person beginning to serve Hashem. he can't try to affect the world. You can't try to impact the world, because he's not there yet. His main gishmak, his main enjoyment, his main pleasure has to be I want to study Torah. He has to mitzvahs too, but. And he has to do mitzvahs with Gushmak, he has to do mitzvahs with enjoyment. But he still has to be far from the earth. This is this reminds me of like every yeshiva student in Chabad, a coming of age, is where the yeshiva student says, Why are we in yeshiva? We should be out there, like the shluchim, impacting the world. All all, all every Chabad Yeshiva student goes to that phase. Like, what are we doing? We're studying Torah. This is not what it's about. And and the truth is. That um, there's a need for the yeshiva stage. There's a need for the yeshiva stages to create in the person this closeness with Hashem that he wants to be close to Hashem. And and similarly in uh, Baltsuva's life, there's, there's there's a state of, yeah, we should go and and I, I guess came from that world. I want to go back and impact that world. Okay, but stage one is to be close to heaven. You have to focus on the study of Torah. To be close, focus on your own closeness with, closeness with Hashem. But then there has to be another no, another, um, another expression of, of our bond with Hashem. And that is, after you've achieved this yearning, after you've achieved this, this desire to be close to Hashem, then you have to recognize that study is not the main thing action is. The whole purpose of the soul is coming to this world is to make a home for Hashem. And that's the, the reason why Yeshua was the one who told us to be close to the earth. Who, would Yeshayah? does Yeshayah Yeshaya mean? Yeshayah means salvation. What's Yeshayah's main prophecy? His main prophecy about the coming of Mashiach. When Mashiach comes, it's going to be revealed how action is the most important thing. How mitzvahs are more important. Mashiach is going to reveal the value of actions. And therefore, Yeshayah was the one who taught us to be close to the earth. We have to involve the world. When Mashiach comes, it's going to be revealed as we pray in Rosh Hashanah, every creature will know that you've made it in the coming of Mashiach, it's going to be revealed how God Himself made everything in this world. And how do we achieve this is through our impact in the world, through our mitzvahs. So Meishir Rabbeinu speaks about the step one of serving Hashem. Step one of serving Hashem is as we experience during the ten days of Shuvah, this yearning to be close to heaven. And this yearning itself makes us close to Hashem. That makes us close to heaven. Far from the earth. And then there is another focus. The focus is, throughout the year, the focus is what Hashem wants us to achieve, to impact the world, to, to, to do the mitzvahs. So Yeshaya, who's about the coming of Mashiach, he says, be close to the earth. Bring bring Gawdans to this world. Reveal Gawdans in this world. Let Mashiach come. When Mashiach comes, it will all be revealed. And Moshe tells us, step one in serving Hashem, to, to bring out this yearning to be close to Hashem. Moshe tells us to, to study Torah, to be close to Hashem, close to heaven, close to our heavenly mitzvah, which is to study Torah. And Yeshaya, who's about Mashiach, tells us, to focus on action, to focus on the impact in the world. And they're both, both critical, both are necessary. There's a time to focus on heaven, which is these 10 days of Shuvah. And as we learned earlier this week, it's not just about heaven, actually. Even during, during these 10 days of Shuvah, there's also a focus on the 10 loaves of chametz. Remember from Semach Tzedek? The, the 30 loaves uh, that were brought with the carbon Um Of those 30 loaves, 10 of them were chametz. Um Similar way, um, it's 40 loaves, right? 40 loaves were brought, brought with the chometes, and 10 of them were chametz. So that means the last 10 days of Chuva from the 40 days from Elotim Kippur are also about impacting the world as well. But uh, besides impacting the world, it also has to be, as we're learning, close to this yearning, be close to Hashem, and uh, this yearning that we they were supposed to create in ourselves at this time. This empowers us to. Uh, to achieve what you need to achieve in the world. You can't achieve what you want in the world if you if you want if you're not yearning for Ghost Hashem. If you yearn to Ghost Hashem, then you're able to um, carry out God's God's desire in the physical world. Any questions, comments? Interesting comment. So I mean, everything we hear and see has a, has a meaning. So we were listening to the a popular radio station the other day. And they were talking about the chaos that the people are going through we have a Good job, everybody. Good job, David. Good job, said Bertle.